Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And on this National Margarita Day, no better place to let the good times roll known as Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. What was your drink of choice in college? We got some pretty cool answers from the group here, meaning Harry Douglas, yours truly, Freddie Coleman, Shannon Penn, and Devin Kane, our producers. A couple of our bosses walked in, and they would say, Yangling, ale, that was my chicken <laughs> choice. But it comes to Mike Urinaga, Kevin Winter, our sports in the egg, had the best one. He said, I'm driving in. It was like you sent up a bat signal for me to talk about, talk about drinking in college and doing that. We've all been to college at one time or another, not advocating drinking. But when you were back then, and you weren't in a convent or a monastery – or a teetotaling school, what was your drink of choice in college? Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Jeff in California, what was your drink of choice in college, my friend? Man, college was crazy for me, but I'm going to tell you what my drink of choice was. was a little old bottle called Mogan David 2020, <laughs> a.k.a. the <laughs> dog. Of every flavor, I didn't care if it was red, blue, green, orange, yellow, pink, or purple. As long as it said Mad Dog 2020 on the front of it, it was mine. (laughs) I love every bit of this, man. This is just so funny because, Uh like college for most people, it was the best time of our lives, man. No like, no yes, doubt. we have grown and we are what we are now. But when you look back on your college days, mm-hmm. man, it was a whole bunch of craziness going mm-hmm. on, man. And, 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 and Freddie, no, no lie. Uh-huh. I thank the Lord that I am in this spot that I am right now. There are plenty of people right now praying like Aretha Franklin. <laughs> Based on what you're just saying, when it comes to stuff like that, what you just mentioned, Kendra on Twitter says, I went to Eastern Kentucky University in the early 80s. We were voted the number one party school in the nation on Thursday nights. We went to O'Reilly's Pub for Long Island iced tea served in mason jars. The ball players in the University of Kentucky would come down. That's where I met them. You know you're a good party school when the big school comes down to the little school and says, oh, yeah, we got to go to Eastern Kentucky. We got to hang out there. Yep. <laughs> What's that face for? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Luther in Houston, what was your drink of choice in college, my friend? Hey. I'm a proud graduate of Tennessee State University. Harry already know what I'm talking about. And when you see that green bottle with that red dot, your life flashes before your eyes. That Tanger Ray. <laughs> that Tanger Ray. I don't even. Hey, I don't even want to smell Tanger Ray. So I tell you right now. <laughs> hey, right there, right there, down on Jefferson Street at R and R Liquors, we would get E and J. And when we got our little money. You want to step it up a notch, you go to Wendy's right there off Jefferson Street, you do some lemonade, and you walk in the party like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg with a gang of Tangeray. And you'll me... wake up the next morning, and you don't remember what happened to you. I'm telling you, baby, I don't ever want to see Tangeray no more in my life, man. Man, let me let me ask you this. Did they have a, a, a restaurant called Seafood Sensation when you was at TSU? Oh, was that man, there? what? 
man, see, yeah, seafood sensations. Then we had knockout wings with them biscuits. Oh, Come man. on, man, you already know what it is, man. What were no, no, hold, so, hold on, Luther. What were knockout wings? Knockout wings was like if anybody went to Nashville, they know about knockout wings. Okay. They had wings just like your normal wing spot, but it wasn't the wings because they had the honey gold and all mm. of that. Mm. But it was this biscuit that they would make. Man, this biscuit was like a. a it covered the whole little container, man, and it was like a sweet honey biscuit. You could eat like five of those and wouldn't even worry about the wings, man. If anybody from Nashville went to Tennessee State, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Knockout wings is like an icon of classic, man. Freddie, no lie. I used wow. to go get seafood sensation oh, yeah. before I practiced when I was playing with the Tennessee Titans. I used to come back in the locker room with shrimp. Man, potatoes, all kind of stuff. And them boys, man, how you going to eat this fried chicken and these, this shrimp and this potato before practice? I said, watch me, baby. <laughs> and I had me some ranch to dip that shrimp in, too. Oh, watch me, man. baby. Anytime you got the bread and the shrimp remnants and you mix that together with the alcohol. and that, Oh, man, nah, that's, that's making me feel some sort of way right now. I got to get the Nashville back again sooner or later. Blitz in Virginia on this National Margarita Day. What was your drink of choice in college? Let us know. What's up, my brother? What's up? How about them Cowboys? J-E-T-S. Jets. Jets. I think Blitz is trolling How about it, baby? That's right. Those are two teams, so there we go. That's where we go. Yeah, I, got, Blitz. I got three, my brothers. I got three. I okay. got uh, Wild Irish Rose. Oh, man. Night okay. Train. Old school. And that Brass Monkey. Oh, God. <laughs> that Brass man. Monkey. Uh, that, that Funky, funky Monkey. monkey. Uh, brass Monkey Junkie. That Funky, that funky monkey. monkey. Oh, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys never get old as far as that goes. Man, he's serious. Yes. Those are his three drinks of choice, and Blitz is still here? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, man, that, that's going hard. Don't mess with in. Blitz. Leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Blitz says I'm buying drinks, walk out, because you're not going to be able to stand up when it's all said and done. Matthew in Florida on this National Margarita Day, my friend, what was your drink of choice in college? How you guys doing? Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Um, uh, my, uh, my drink was Henny on the Rock. I couldn't do none of the strawberry margarita or none of that kind of stuff. Listen, that Hennessy, yeah. man, I went I went through a period, like when I was going to visit my brother in Tallahassee, man. Yeah. I went through a period when I was drinking Hennessy. Boy, I had to get off that hen doggy dog quick. Yeah. All that sugar, all that sugar yeah. in the hand. See, that's the worst part of it because you think you can drink more than you're supposed to. Yep. It feels like it's lemonade going down. It don't feel like it's lemonade Reversing it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, one, no one on Twitter says, Freddie, like you're from a PSAC school, Cheney State. $13 to fill a keg of golden anniversary beer. My pop saw that Mad Dog 2020 laying on the ground, and he said, I should transfer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dexter on Twitter says, fellas, I'm a Mississippi Valley State University grad. Cisco was my drink. Ooh. Let's go. I have, I have one. A guy just okay. hit me up on Twitter. He okay. said that that 40, that old English, baby. Oh, old English. That yeah. O-E. That, that was always the drink of choice when you were growing up, and it was malt liquor, and if you didn't want to drink beer, you're thinking that was going to be the best alternative. Mm-mm. <laughs> All it takes is one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Guys, when I would go to school at Long Island City, Long Island City High School, there would be dudes that would go to high school and would drink a quarter old E before they went to class. Like oh, the upperclassmen. I'm like, you really don't want to learn today, do you? Like, drink a quart of old E before they would go to class. 
Ooh, no joke. I like this next one. I okay. like Derek in Virginia. Derek in Virginia. Thanks for calling Freddie and Harry at 888-729-3776. Derek, on this National Margarita Day, what was your drink of choice in college? Guys, what's up? Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I just got to give a shout-out to Harry real quick because the last couple of weekends I've been possessed by the spirit of Harry because my son was playing goalie for his soccer team, and he was stiffing everybody, every shot. And I was up in the stands going, he shot my chest behind that boy is bad. Nice. That boy is nice. bad. Nice. Well I done. I love it. Well done. Everybody looking at me all crazy. But, <laughs> Freddie, this is probably more on our level. It might be a little bit ahead of uh, 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 Harry. Okay. It went like this. St. Ives. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. get quarts of St. Ives. We'd get a, a quart in each hand tape them to our hands, and we could not get up to go to the bathroom until both courts were finished. Oh, or it was the Mad Dog 2020 great, and then if we really didn't have the money, then we go to the OE. <laughs> they serious. But one, one of my homeboys in college, yeah. man, he used to love them St. Eyes. Whenever he was going to drink something, he went straight to that store, and he mm-hmm. every time he would bring them St. Eyes back. Remember the late Nate Dog sang the, for the commercials? Yep. Nate Dog was singing the part of the commercial, the ad campaign. When you have a triple battle plan like he did, <laughs> Derek in Virginia <laughs> and everything like that, when you have a triple battle plan, you are definitely, definitely serious about that. Yeah, you did not get through in the phone on this National Margarita Day. Let us know what your drink of choice in college. Hit us up at triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776, or on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Let's bring in, as we talk more about in terms of college, the state of college athletics with money, transfer portal, NIL. Nobody better to talk about that than our man Peter Burns from the SEC Network and host of the best week ever each and every week on ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. Before we get to transfer portal, NIL, and the state of college athletics, Peter, we got to start here. Let us know the college you went to and what was your drink of choice in college? Well, I played golf for UTSA, the Fighting Roadrunners, back in the day, and I drank so much I went to a second college. That was the that was the the fun part about it, boys. Um, okay. Actually, so what we did was the freshman freshman year, you'd have to pick out a, a, a drink out of the bowl, and everybody had to drink that drink the entire semester. So first semester it was vodka, wasn't a big deal. Second semester it was rum. Mm. We were like perfect. Third semester though, gin. Ooh, we had to drink, that, we, buddy, we had to drink oh. gin for an entire semester. And it was oh. one of those deals like it was like, hey, you, you don't cross the boundary. So, I mean, it would be, hey, you want a cocktail before a ball game? You're drinking gin. It's 1 a.m. of the club. You're drinking gin. Harry, I ain't drink that much gin. I ain't never going to have another sip of gin in my life. Ever. PB, listen to me, man. Ever, we ever, to, ever, ever. We used to have this, <laughs> we used to have this <laughs> saying in college, that gin will make you sin mm, nope. every time. I'm, that I'm gin will make you sin. Everybody has that drink, though, right? Like everybody, everybody has, has that one that you're just like, I ain't touching that anymore. Mm-hmm. Gin, gin is like that. Yeah, yeah, tequila, that is that for me. Like so I that's, that's Hennessy for me. Oh, it is Hennessy for you? Yeah, it's Hennessy for me. Oh, believe me, gin, Hennessy, tequila, yeah, that can get back, put, put back on the shelf as far as I'm <laughs> goes when it comes to that. We transfer to a lot of people wondering how much drink will be going on if NIL transfer portal keep coming, getting out of control and the state of college athletics. Pete, I want you to hear something that Jay Biller said when he was on the Rich Eisen show about, you know, this is what you're going to have to do with players in this day and age of college athletics. The solution is sign the players to contracts. They're employees, and you can sign them to a contract and put a buyout in it if you want. Just 
just like with coaches. It's really not that difficult. But we're trying to walk the line of maintaining amateurism, which is dead. And then we're complaining about NIL. It's not what we thought it was going to be. What did they think was going to happen? You know, it, like I knew this was going to happen. All right, Peter, what are your thoughts on what Jay Billis had to say on the Rich Eisen show? I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, because that's what we say to, to coaches, but at the same time, coaches have buyouts as well, too. We've seen that a whole heck of a lot. The only issue I have with that is that if you're going to have them as an employee, and again, I don't know the legalese behind this, but the first thought is like, all right, so that works great for football, right? You sign everybody for a contract. Well, is that same contract? Then you start looking at every single athletic department, and every single sport as a revenue generator or a revenue loser. And so at that point, does an athletic department look at it from a business standpoint and go, wait a minute, the people just two wings over in the business department said, we run at a deficit on 18 of our sports Mm -hmm. and only at a a profit of two. Well, we probably should get rid of those other 16 sports, right? And so that's where my my concern is that, hey, are you going to have athletic departments go, we don't need women's golf, we don't need men's tennis, we don't need rowing, we don't need volleyball, we don't need this – because guess what? We're just going to put all our money into the profit moneymaker and hand it like a business has their employees. So, Pete, I have to ask you also, when it comes to the player contract side of things, who, in your opinion, who, who would represent these players and negotiate on their behalf? Well, and that and that's the deal right now. Like that 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 plays into another role with the NCAA stuff that came out today for the college football game, where all these players are getting six hundred dollars and a copy of the game. Right? right. Well, EA Sports got off light with that. I mean, that's like what six million dollars or something like that with all the all the players. Yeah. That's chump change compared to the, if they actually had to negotiate with the collective bargained. A group of athletes, right? Yeah. Like it's a lot more for the NFL, and they don't mind paying it because there's only 53 players, and then the you know the X amount of teams. There's a lot more players on college, but there is nobody right now to 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 bargain with, and that's why it's kind of a free for all at this point. He's an FOS friend of the show. He is Peter Burns from the SEC Network, host of the Best Week Ever each and every weekend on ESPN Radio. Joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. One thing we've always mentioned because I think they got to rein in the transfer portal a lot quicker than NIL. That money is still going to be there. That gravy train is not running out of any kind of steam when it comes to that. But the transfer portal to me, I think that's a bigger issue because a lot of coaches don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to control it because the kids are like, look, you guys can bop around from job to job to job. Why can't we bop around from school to school if we believe it's not the right situation? Peter, what are your thoughts on that? The players have the leverage right now, right? I mean, like if you're going to learn a word about the game of college football right now, it's leverage, right? The universities had all the leverage because of the NCAA and and the quote-unquote amateurism. Now that that has basically been washed away with name, image, and likeness, and there's a grayness, the players have a lot more leverage than they've ever had. And, and that's not just, you know, leverage for the players. Look at what's happening in the college football playoff right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, this is looked at as we're going to have an co- expanded college football playoff over the next two years. And then after that, they're negotiating it. You know who has all the leverage right now? The Big Ten and the SEC. Mm-hmm. So they have leverage. Everybody's playing their leverage card right now. And I don't think that anything is going to change. I mean, ultimately, we're going to get probably a 14-team playoff. Ultimately, probably the Big Ten and the and the SEC, if they want, can go to everybody else to go. If you want to be a part of this playoff, guess what? We're going to need X amount of automatic qualifying spots. And if you don't like that, well, that's fine. You don't have to be a part of it. We just won't be a part of your quote-unquote playoff. We'll take the ball and go home. And with all the major brands and the success that the Big Ten and the SEC has had, that's the nuclear option of leverage that they can use if they really want to right now. 
Peter, I, I told Freddie, man, you, you have cases when it comes to the transfer portal, like Joe Burrow, who went and won a national championship at LSU. Like Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, right? And I'm not talking about those guys because they are, they are one-time transfers. When I have an issue, when it's a person transferring two, three times and ended mm, up at multiple yeah. schools, I think at some point, man, we have to put a cap on it. And they've done a great job so far because I, my brother started at Auburn his freshman year and he transferred to Florida State, but he had to sit out a year. So yeah. I, 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 I'm glad these players don't have to sit out anymore. But at the same time, I, I don't like guys transferring two to three different times amongst universities. I mean, again, uh, uh, more often than not, when I'm interviewing somebody after a college basketball game, we call raps, right? And I, yeah. after the show, I'll interview uh, you know, the best player of the day. A lot of times I'm like, how many times has this kid transferred before I interviewed him? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, I played at Niagara, and then I went to Grand Canyon State for a year, and that was good. I went to the Amish School of Technology, and then I went to DeVry, <laughs> and then after DeVry we left and went, and I'm here. <laughs> right? And, 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 and the problem is, it's like whenever you play Madden, if all you said random generate, like generate random rosters, right. that's what it feels like. And I think that's why the sport has, I would say in theory, has lost a lot of its luster, but that's just us complaining about it. Mm-hmm. People are still showing up to watch the games. That's true. The ratings are even bigger and better. We're going to get an expanded playoff. I've talked to players. They're excited about it because mm-hmm. they feel like there's more, not a country club atmosphere anymore right. to the, you know, the, the college football playoff. Uh, only four teams get in. They're excited about it. Like We hear about it from a fan perspective that we don't like it. We hear about it, damn sure, from a coach's and athletic department standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know we don't hear about it that it's bad for? The guys that are playing the game right now. Yeah, that's true. That, I, I mean, that's true. you know, I, I, I make a living right now talking about it or covering college sports. And for me to say, hey, man, I need you to you need to play within these rules so I can make my living. I can be happy with how it goes. I, that's I can't do that. Yeah. No, yeah. and you know, that's a fair point. Number one. Number two, here's something else to that effect. When it comes to that playoff. It's going to go to 14 teams. They say they're discussing it. When they say they're discussing it, that means they're going to do it. And it seems like 2026. Then why not just go to 16? Because, Peter, we know that's what they really want, to go to 16 teams where everybody is playing on a level playing field and nobody's getting a bye. Why just not move on from 14, just go from 4 to 12 to 16 and just have done with it? So we've already decided, like in in pretty much, we've already decided that it's a 12-team playoff for these next two years. That is is done, right? Mm -hmm. By going to 14, you're not adding any other games. You're just adding two more teams that can get in. Just those two teams are not going to have to participate in the round. So, therefore, if there's offers on the table for whoever's going to cover it, whether it is ESPN or whether they sublicense it or Fox or Amazon or whoever, okay, then they're not asking for any more money than already is on the table. I think that's probably the situation right now. Going, listen, it works well for the NFL, okay? They got 14 teams. Two teams get a bye. Everybody else dukes it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the reason why that they end up going with it the way they have it right now. Oh, it's a pleasure, Peter Mac. You're the great work, and thanks for sharing the drink with us on Freddie and Harry, my friend. I got my drink and my two-step. See you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN, like we mentioned, from the SEC Network and host of the best week ever each and every weekend on ESPN Radio. Peter Burns joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Keep weighing in. It is National Margarita Day, and I know you got something to say about your drink of choice in, child, in college Excuse me, at 888-729-3776. People weighing in on Twitter, like your boy who says, my drink of choice at UNLV before we hit the clubs was Purple Passion. It was 2L Purple Drink made with Everclear. Oh, Lord. Two liters of purple drink made with Everclear. 
Yikes. Everclear, ever that's 99% proof, isn't it? Uh, well, whatever it is, you're going to be 100% getting your butt kicked after drinking that drink. My goodness. Two liters of that. Yikes. That's rubber alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have rubbed it on your body instead well, of putting it, it inside you. There's, there's a reason why I know. So, <laughs> oh, okay. You want to share with the class? Hey, man, I I I, I tried Everclear one time. Mm, it it never made it back to my cup. <laughs> never ever made it back to my cup. Oh my goodness! Triple A say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. It is National Margarita Day. What was your drink of choice in college? Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry. Rubbing alcohol not accepted on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. He is Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us in the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We're blaming Erin Dolan, ESPN sports betting analyst, for this. She was in here an hour ago. She does her normal studio, in-studio hit each and every week. And she said, oh, yeah, today is National Margarita Day, the minute. That Shannon Penn, our producer, heard that he went, ooh, we have we got some of people out there at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776, and on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at H Douglas83. What was your drink of choice in college? We'll get a couple of tweets right now. Greg Cole says, I went to University of Kansas. Kansas was a dry state. You could not buy a single drink. You had to buy the whole bottle. So broke college kids couldn't afford that. So we went to the greatest cheap lick of all time, Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill Wine. Lord have mercy. Yes. Lord have mercy is a great, great, a great description of that. So I, I, have, I have one thing, Freddie. So mm-hmm. it, it took me a long time to even start drinking. Okay. Um, but my very first time, <laughs> my oh, roommate boy. in college, Michael Bush, we, we our like first the, time like the was running together. back. Yeah. Michael yep. Bush, the play in the uh, NFL, Michael Bush. Our first time together was drinking some hunch punch, what they call hooch. 
that okay. had the uh, fruit in it. Yeah. It was like this little punch. That was my very first time ever drinking uh-huh. when I was in college. And, man, it was good. You, you got a thick smile on your face right now. Yeah, Take man. Take you back was, to a place. It was hunch punch. <laughs> <laughs> I sure am smiling. <laughs> then, now. That's what, they, that's what they called it. Uh-huh. They <laughs> it lived it, up, it the, lived up to its name. They should have called that smile juice because that's exactly what you were doing, <laughs> taking you back to that place. Q in Virginia, 888-729-3776. Q in this National Margarita Day, what was your drink of choice in college, my friend? What's going on, fellas? What's First of all, on? great show. Thank you, um, When I get off from work, you guys are on, and it lets me know I have made it. So okay. thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. But, thank um, you. We we never went to Virginia Tech, but I got a very good friend that went for four years, and we partied for four years. But uh, <laughs> it was Brass Monkey in the beginning. Then, unfortunately, it turned to Jungle Juice, which is Everclear and Fruit Punch and Fruit. I got to ask you a question. I got to ask you a question about this Everclear, man. Like, how often did y'all drink that Everclear? Because I tried to drink it one time, Mm -hmm. and it was unbearable for me. We only did it when we had big parties, but I'm going to put it to you like this. The last party that we had has been several, several, several years. (laughs) Uh, One of my friends tried it for the very first time. Uh This was about 9 p.m., we didn't see him anymore till 3 a.m. He was in the bathtub sleep. Yeah, because that's 190 Lord. proof of grain alcohol. My that Lord. should not be your first drink. <laughs> <laughs> you need to ease up to that. He, he went night-night. He went from ever clear to ever clouded. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody go get that boy a blanket in the bathtub. Oh, no, they left. You got to leave him in the bathtub. Once he's comfortable, just leave him there. Yeah, you, you, give him a little blanket, though. Yeah, Cover exactly. him up just in case he's cold. You know, a teddy bear, <laughs> whoopee, whatever that is. Lee in Texas on this National Margarita Day. What was your drink of choice in college, my friend? Go ahead, Lee. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're trying to get Lee. You got to turn your radio down, Lee. We wanted to get give you a chance to be heard, but you got to turn the radio down just so you could be heard. Yeah, we can barely hear you, Lee. Yeah, we yeah, tried to yeah. get you, though, my man. Yeah, we, we didn't hear him at all. Let's put it that way. We just heard something. <laughs> we heard us in the background more than anything else. Tony, who went to Mississippi Valley State as a Delta Devil. What was your drink of choice in, in college, Tony? Hey, first of all, first caller. I want to say y'all the best duo on the air. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate we really that, my appreciate friend. that, man. No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we used to enjoy that jungle juice. Um, used to have that fruit in it with the Everclear, like a, a fruit punch. Mm-hmm. Mm. That, mm. Was, uh, that was the party juice. Man, just, just imagine how many people are drinking that jungle juice where Everclear is mixed in. Oh, Boy, man. a lot of people probably forgot a lot of things, didn't even know what they were doing. Because, man, I'm telling y'all, that Everclear, there was nothing you can see clear about it. They probably don't want to remember. It's probably a good idea that they have, as as you used to say this in Mansfield, sometimes you drink so much that you will lose time. Sometimes it's good to lose time that you didn't remember those kind of things. You know a drink that no one has mentioned yet? What's that? On on, on Twitter or X, whatever you call it, or as a caller? What's that? Saki Bomb. What's that? Like the little sake bomb, like like you 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 sit it inside of um, God, I can't remember the what's okay. mixed, what's mixed in it. Okay, 
But I remember I remember trying it one time. Where? I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, what, like, what was it, Devin? Devin Kane, what is it? I don't I'm with Harry. I don't know exactly what the the drink or the liquid that you put the sake shot into. Okay. But you have oh, a sake shot right. on top of the on top of the drink. Okay. And you bang on the table, the the shot glass will fall yes. into the drink and you gotta what? you gotta finish. Is it is it ginger ale? Well they said it's a beer cocktail made by pouring sake into a shot glass and dropping it into a glass of beer. That's the oh, description okay. on yeah. Google. There That's the description on Google. Boy, you guys are serious. I thought I was a serious <laughs> drinker. I got nothing on you and Devin as far as that goes. So I went to St. Bonaventure, so. Yeah, well, I know only in New York. It's like That's like the northern part of Manchester University. It studies food and alcohol, and sometimes not necessarily <laughs> in that order. Rick Sanchez said, I went to CW Post in Strong Island, and drink of choice was a mixture of Milwaukee's best beer and a pitcher of kamikaze. Rick, I'm stunned you're still alive. Ooh. Man, man, man. Rick was trying to get to it. No, he got to it. <laughs> no, no trying in it? No, no. It, and then it got to him. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman want to hear from you and Freddie. And Harry, on this National Margarita Day, what was your drink of choice in college? One of our favorites is Zay in Houston. Zay, school, and a drink of choice in college was what? Hey, fellas, how y'all doing today? We are good, brother. How are you? Uh, you know, I can complain. Nobody cares, and it doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those passed off from that jungle juice. But uh, the, the, the drink that we had prior to that, the fellas would drink before we would go out, would be Thunderbird and Red Kool-Aid. <laughs> what, was, what was in the Red Kool-Aid? Thunderbird. Oh, oh, Thunderbird mix. <laughs> Thunderbird yeah, mixing the red Kool Aid. Yeah. Oh man, Thunderbird. They were flying all right. <laughs> <laughs> but can, can I can I say this though, Freddie? That that, that those days were also a time where you can literally just enjoy life and didn't have to really worry about mm-hmm. you know getting shot at a party. Absolutely. People just really enjoyed themselves, right? No like, doubt. And I like mean, I said, we're not advocating binge drinking no. or anything along those lines, but come on. Anybody's been to college and been to a college party, you may have one drink or two. That's what we're talking about here on National Margarita Day. It was just natural, organic fun and people enjoying themselves. Dominoes over here, spades over here at this table, tunk over here at this table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You may have been in the party uh, – Three or four of the little, you know, honeys in there that you may have messed with. But everybody going to act right that night. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going to be on one accord. Not from experience. I'm just talking about. Because we're asking for a friend if you're speaking no, from experience. No, I'm just, I'm just, no, not from experience uh, for mm, me or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, maybe some of my friends four? may have three or four honeys at the so same time. four what? Uh, no four verts? And everybody acting right. Everybody's the, on one accord. He, he definitely had the spread formation going on there. Don't let Harry fool you. He definitely had that going on there. All go routes, baby. I bet it was. We're going for gold. <laughs> Jason in Kansas on this National Margarita Day. Give us your school, and what was your drink of choice in college, Jason? North Dakota State College of Science. Okay. And Jägermeister. Uh, yeah. Or whatever party ball was on sale. Yeah. Oh, what was the best party ball that was on sale? Back in the day, yeah. it was between MGD or Coors Light because those were the two that sold the most. Okay. Miller Genuine Draft is still my second favorite beer behind Michelob to this day. Miller Genuine Draft. Get a six-pack of that, 
And if I didn't go anywhere on the weekend, that was a good weekend. What I love about, like, all the interaction that we're getting about this topic is that, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems like most people didn't have money in college, which, you know, most college students don't have money. Nobody had money in college. That's that's part of the the point, though, was like it was more communal. Like, hey, I don't got it, you don't got it, but we rub these two nickels together, maybe we can come up with something. Absolutely, no doubt about that. Ryan Seely on Twitter says, my drink of choice in college was a flaming Dr. Pepper, eight ounces of beer, three-quarter ounce amaretto, one quarter ounce Bacardi, one fifty one, and here were the steps: fill a pint glass halfway with beer, add the amaretto to a shot glass, and top it with the rum. Set the rum on fire, and very carefully drop the shot glass into the beer. I don't want a circus act as part of my drinking, although that's <laughs> impressive, Ryan Sealy. <laughs> that just made me think about something, and why I'm so tickled. Why, Shannon? You a amaretto sour type guy? Drink wise. <laughs> No, nah, he likes the fruity drinks. I don't think he's an well, no, that, like that, but guy. that 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 drink could be a uh, a fruity one though. It could be, but I don't think I don't think that's Shannon's speed on that one. That's am not I, your speed, Shannon. Am I right or wrong, Shannon? Nah, that's not my speed. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> didn't think so. It was just a hunch and a guess on my. I had that hunch juice rolling. It was just a hunch juice guess. That hooch. I had that hooch juice and that whole thing going. Nathan on Twitter says my drink was that bumpy face Seagram's Jim. You're serious. Ooh. Yeah, you're, you're serious. Anything Seagram's. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. mean business. Yes, and he, he, he meant it. He, he was standing on business. when it yeah, came No, no, Seagram's, oh, he must have had money because if he was like, we were like, we went aristocrat. Aristocrat was the cheapest of the cheap. Oh, I aristocrat heard, I gin, heard, really? aristocrat yeah. vodka, the never, cheapest of the cheap. I never heard of aristocrat. An aristocrat. It's, no, it's, like, it's like drinking rubbing alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Everclear for me. Oh, my God. One last one from Talladega. Terry says, Freddie, like you're my fellow PSAC graduate. I went to IUP, which stands for Indiana University of Pennsylvania. But Terry says, it was I usually party. That was the name. You had different stages of drinking, but hated Bacardi 151 rum. Can we get someone from Georgia Southern University, okay. which is known mm-hmm. for partying and drinking? We need someone from Georgia Southern to call in yeah. and tell us about your days down yeah, there. State, state, they didn't have the Statesboro Blues down there they were getting their drink on hey, at Georgia man. Southern? They partied down there at Georgia Southern. Okay. All right. Not that I know from experience, yeah. but they partied down there in Statesboro. Harry just wanted to make sure he's not asking for a friend. Keep weighing in at Triple H at ESPN. 888-729-3776 on this National Margarita Day. Let us know what school you went to and your drink of choice when you were matriculating there at Triple H at ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. And no, you have not been drinking, if you believe. This could be a different year for the Los Angeles Clippers. That's next on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Could this be the year for the Clippers, not the clip? What? Even Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, believes that they're the one team in the NBA that has no flaws. The Clippers. Seriously. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry, thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80, and also your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Let's bring in an FOS friend of the show. He is Om Young Masuk, ESPN NBA reporter, great follow on Twitter, at Notorious Om, that is O-H-M. And Om, I'll start right there with the Los Angeles Clippers. Kendrick Perkins says they have no flaws. People starting to believe. Why does this year feel like it could be the end of the Clippers clipping? Well, uh, Freddie, I won't go as far as to say they don't have a lot of flaws. I, I will say this. As good as they've been since Russell Westbrook decided to sacrifice and come off the bench, I think they're 33-10, and 10, mm. um, shortly after like a six-game losing streak, they haven't gone out and have, have had like these full-on complete games. There was a couple that maybe. I can think of one at Boston where they dominated the Celtics at Boston. Right. They beat. New Orleans at New Orleans. Those were like complete games. But other than that, there have been moments where they fell behind by a lot and came back, like against Brooklyn. They needed a huge comeback in the fourth quarter. Or there have been other games where they built these big leads, lost them. But in the fourth quarter, found a way to really kind of handle their business and win these games. That's the difference to me that I've seen in this Clipper team than in Clipper teams from the past. If it looked like they were down 12 with about five or six minutes left, usually they let go of the rope. Not this year. This year, things have changed. I think defensively, they can still get better. We talk about Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and you think about those two guys as elite wing defenders. Defensively, as a team, Mm -hmm. they can get a lot better, which is scary. And then offensively, I think there are times when uh, they look very good with James Harden. They haven't needed James Harden to really kind of carry the scoring load on some nights they do. And he steps up, and I think that's the one thing in the playoffs that I'm looking forward to is that James Harden does not need to be the number one or two scoring option on this team. Like on some of the past teams he's been in the postseason, he can be the number three option, and he can really set up Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And as long as those guys are healthy, I think with James Harden as the number three guy on this team, they have a terrific shot of getting to their first NBA Finals. I will say one more thing about this, Freddie. They still have to get through a certain big man in Denver in Nikola Jokic and as many bigs as they have on this team. And they got a lot of depth there. That is still a guy that they've always had trouble trying to stop much like the rest of the league. So um, I want to dive a little deeper because we know about the big four, right? James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, but who else on that roster when it comes playoff time could be pivotal for the Los Angeles Clippers being able to make that championship push. Yeah, well, right now, I think you've got two guys, Russell Westbrook off the bench, but also Norm Powell. Those two guys, to me, should be in the six-man-of-the-year running. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, once again, we're always talking about six-man-of-the-year with the Clippers. They're like almost like six-man-you here uh, (laughs) with all the history they've had with such great six-men like Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford. But with Norm Powell, Norm Powell changes things for them. If he's making shots, and he often does this season – then at the end of the game, he provides them with another score for James Harden to find on the floor, a professional shooter, if you will. So when you have those two guys adding that kind of punch off the bench, Russ really kind of brings this energy that they need, this hustle, this juice that on many nights they don't really have. Uh, In particular, I would say that Brooklyn game, he 
he almost single-handedly turned that game around with his attitude because this team does at night look like an older team. But if Norm Powell and Russell Westbrook are bringing it off the bench, this is a very hard team to beat alongside Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and James Harden. Om Young Masuk, ESPN NBA reporter, joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. It's not weird to talk about the Clippers this way. It can be weird to talk about them being a championship contender. What is the feeling around this team about that prospect involving them? Uh, I think they, I think they know what they're capable of doing. I, I don't think it phases them, but I think they also know for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard specifically. Those guys know that it only takes one injury to kind of just take everything away. This team kind of knows that. This franchise knows that. So I, I think they. They understand that, like, as good as they've looked and as great as they've been at times and how, how they played one game, that this all can go away in a heartbeat. So I, I, don't, I don't think they look at themselves as, like, we're this championship contender. I think they know they can be. They stay healthy and all the things fall in the right place. But I think they also know they've been snake-bitten the last several years uh, during the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George era. I think they've always felt, though, that if those two guys stay healthy, they know they're capable of beating anyone in the playoffs. They've always felt that way, even before James Harden. Um, really quick, I know you're a sneakerhead. What are you wearing for tonight's Clipper versus Thunder game? <laughs> uh, I think I have a pair of uh, Air Max 97 uh, 360s, I think, oh, tonight. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. We see you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask a real stupid question real quick. How many pairs of sneakers do you actually have? We're, we're trying to figure that out because when I moved uh, recently, I decided I was going to wear all my shoes because as I was pulling out some of my shoes out of the boxes, I noticed they were so – I didn't want them to disintegrate like you see online many times. So I said I'm just going to basically chart all my shoes, and I think I've worn a different pair of shoes every game for the last season and a half. I think I'm at like pair 110 or 111 now, and I think I might be able to get to 200 or more. Oh, my goodness. Well – I'll put it this way. Make sure it's a happy wife and happy life. Home. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the game tonight, okay? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ted. He's an FOS friend of the show. Om Young Masuk with close to 200 pairs of sneakers in his bag. ESPN NBA reporter joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Hit him on Twitter at NotoriousOHM. Hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and at HDouglas83. Who do you have more faith in the NBA second half? Is it the Lakers or the Warriors? Our answers are next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.